Hello everyone, I'm your host Luke. It's a beautiful Sunday night, uh, February the 27th-ish. And today, tonight, I'm doing Bigfoot um, sightings from r slash ask reddit. And uh, these were marked with serious replies only, so Hopefully that adds some more credence to it, but let's get started. Um, so to set the scene, that the author was on a Boy Scout camping slash shooting trip. There were 20 to 30 of them. They were in a cabin with windows on the front and back and a front and back door. There were wooden tables all around the area, the adult cabin, was about an eighth of a mile down a gravel road in the dark. Um, and that was the only one with the bathroom. Uh, so it was around midnight and everyone had been telling scary stories like normal camping trips and the author had to go to the bathroom. He asked his friend to come along and he said sure. And they got their knives because they knew that there were bears in the woods and that made them feel safer. They went to the bathroom and began to walk back, and that's when it got scary. They felt an instinctual fear. They looked to their friend, and he had the same look. They began to walk a little faster and unfolded their pocket knives, then turned around and saw it. He said it looked similar to a cat, but it was around six feet tall. It was on its hind legs, kind of hunched over. He freaked out and started running. His friend saw it too and they sprinted back to the cabin and it began making a howling noise and followed them. They pounded on the door and the other campers let them in and they told them what they saw and they actually believed them. So they locked the front door and looked at the back door. It had no lock. They pushed a table up against it and had a kid there with his knife for safety. They drew the blinds on all the windows that had them and sat there with all the lights on. Then they saw the eyes outside of the windows without blinds and the thing slowly walked to the back door. They heard it bumping against it. It then left, but they still thought they were going to die. No one slept that night. When the adults came to wake them, they told them and they laughed and said they were the campers were making it up. They know it happened even if they didn't believe them. Uh, so they saw a six foot tall cat thing. So what, what cryptid would you even say that is? Like a werewolf? Something? Um, another one, uh, oh, that's a, that's a UFO, that doesn't count. Um, yeah, these are all Bigfoot. Um, about 10 years ago, his family and him were up on the White Mountains of Arizona to cut down their own Christmas tree. Their dad was driving their truck with their grandpa in the front seat and 
his mom and sister in the back seat. He was in the bed of the truck along with their family's German short-haired pointer, and they were driving along a forest road, and all of a sudden, the dog starts barking and growling. So he looked to see what it was, thinking it was a bear or a mountain lion. But what he saw was a tall, dark figure walking parallel to the road about 60 to 70 yards away. He yelled at his dog to stop the truck. And when he told him that he thought he saw a Bigfoot, his dad just laughed and continued to drive. When he looked back to get another look at it, the figure had changed directions and was walking away from the road. And the last thing he saw was the thing's head disappearing down the hill. And apparently one of the commenters says the White Mountains of Arizona is skinwalker territory. So, yeah. Uh... Another one was when the guy was 10 years old, he went on a field trip with his fourth grade class to a summer camp. For the most part, it was a typical experience. Rafting, bad food in the mess hall, hiking, campfires, etc. Um, it was late at night because he stayed up to do the trash duty and clean the mess hall. After he picked up the final granola bar wrapper, he made his way to the showers to clean up before turning in for the night. Halfway through, he heard a loud shuffling sound outside the showers, and he stopped to see what he was doing and listened intently, but the shuffling stopped. He assumed it was his friends pranking him, as they typically did, and just got out of the showers. Just to put it into perspective, the showers in the cabin were a good walk away with no way to illuminate your surroundings and that's why the sh you were supposed to shower before dark and in a group to make sure nobody got lost for someone like him who's by himself having to navigate his way through the woods it was pretty scary um, to make matters worse the flashlight he brought was back at the cabin oh god um, so he's stuck with a lantern apparently so anyways he grabbed the lantern and started his walk back to the cabins and about halfway through he heard an ungodly loud moan coming from right behind him he panicked and dropped the lantern running in the opposite direction <laughs> of the sound he can't see anything and in his haste he fell on something he examined the thing he fell on and realized it was squishy and wet. He can hear the moaning again behind him and booked it to the direction of the cabins. He was instantly greeted by three flashlights and concerned looks. So I guess the cabins were giving off some sort of light or he just knew where they were. Um, apparently the other cabins and campers had heard the moans and the counselors went to investigate only to find him. He was covered in head to toe in blood. Oh my God. Um, they brought him back to the cabins and he was immediately bombarded with questions about what he saw. Um, the next day he went home. Uh, 
Apparently after he left, the moans at night got louder and closer to the cabins and freaked everyone out. As for that night, he fell on the big mound. Uh, the counselors were, in, while they were investigating the source of the moaning, they found a deer on the trail that he was on. The head was ripped clean off, and its entrails were laying in a separate pile next to the carcass. Um, so, uh, this guy thought he what he heard was a mountain lion. Um, his girlfriend had another idea. She thinks what he saw was a wampus, wampus cat, which is a mythological half-woman, half-cat monster that stalks the woods of East Tennessee. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, these are terrible. Um, okay. My dad and I were hunting in the north mountains of Idaho City. It was about twilight, and we were hiking back to the car. We began to smell something terrible, which I guess people usually associate a very strong, bad smell with Bigfoot. So, yeah. Like burning bone and hair. It was the worst stench they've ever experienced. Smell got worse as they kept hiking. And they could hear what they thought was behind them was someone or something running at a great rate of speed from behind them. His dad grabbed him and held his face to his chest and dropped to the ground. He stayed close to him as the running got louder and his dad readied his rifle. And he heard him say, oh no, son, stand up, walk with me, look at the ground. Terrified, he stood up. <laughs> <laughs> he says he turned around and looked, and there was the fresh remains of an elk. Um, the hair on the body was all singed. The hooves looked melted. The running was gone. They moved closer to the car, and it was now nearly dark. About 100 yards from the car, they heard the running again and all froze. All of a sudden, the forest lit up like it was a noonday. They heard a very loud whoosh and it was gone the forest was dark it was quiet dead still uh, they booked it to the car they threw their gear in the back seat and drove he kept his head down and just cried his dad was stoic and silent halfway out of the woods they saw the light again bright as ever but just for a second and then it was gone again um they made it back to idaho city and stopped at the gold mine grill to regroup they went inside and there was another hunter in there. He looked at them and said, y'all see that crap? He just stared and drank. Um, so don't quote me on this, but it, this almost seems like a UFO slash releasing a creature in the woods. That creature attacked the elk, they're saying, and was alerted to their presence and was chasing them. So, I don't... I don't know. Um, 
Okay, here's a here's a weird one. Um, he's been dealing with seeing stuff all his life. Uh, he deals with hypnagogia, which is a condition that causes him to have extremely vivid hallucinations as he begins to fall asleep. Ever since he was about seven, he has had to deal with seeing monsters, ghosts, aliens, and pretty much anything else his mind could cook up all hanging out in his bedroom. Um, apparently one story is his great uncle Bob died when he was eight. That night after his funeral, he dreamed that he, his great uncle Bob was walking past his bedroom door wearing entirely white. He stopped and looked in on him, then with a smile continued down the hall. He remembered it being the first time he experienced one of these dreams and wasn't scared. Well, the next morning at breakfast, completely unprompted, his mom talked about this wonderful dream she had where the same Bob came into her room and sat with her. That was too much for him. He exploded into tears and was inconsolable. So I guess he had a breakdown. Um, and the thought he had right then that caused him to break down is if his great uncle Bob was really there, what other things that he had seen were really there too? Hmm. Another one. When he was a kid, he was playing by the woods at night, catching fireflies. He lived out in the middle of nowhere, about a half hour drive to the closest town. Well, anyways, he hears some sticks breaking, and he's getting excited thinking it might be a wild turkey. He was a kid, but now he knows that the sound of the crackling sticks that it could not have been a turkey, but something quite a bit bigger. He runs over towards the trees and further from the house, and he starts to get this feeling like he felt before that he was about to be punished shots of adrenaline and fear he stopped moving immediately and his eyes were darting around the tree line rapidly searching for what was causing that fear as he broke out in a cold sweat two bright eyes like cat's eyes sat about three feet above the ground about the size of a baseball it wasn't like the eyes were watching from the darkness in movies where they are glaring. These eyes were wide open, unblinking, and staring right at him, and he felt like prey. I mean, that to me means it's some kind of cat, because, like, I have three cats of my own, and they... Cat's eyes are really weird, because, like, they reflect or refract light off of them. It... It's just weird. Um, and, you know, like, uh, I think back to my own ghost story of when I was a kid where I was playing hide-and-seek in my parents' house and my black cat had recently died. Uh, his name was Charlie. And um, I was hiding downstairs, you know, under, like, a laundry hamper when I was still just a kid. God, I must have been 9 or 10. But, um, you know, it's pitch black and my dad was it. And, you know, he was like upstairs uh, finding my brother or whatever. And I was downstairs all alone. And 
suddenly I see two eyes staring at me from the uh, pile of clothes, you know, we just threw the laundry on the floor, and I swear to God, I thought it was Charlie, like, I, I, I just saw those two eyes, you know, like he was hiding in the laundry pile, and I go to turn on the light, and they're just gone, and, um, maybe I guess you could take it to mean that I missed him, you know, like, he was probably one of my most favorite cats, um, that we had growing up, um, <laughs> he had this really cool, um, habit where he would, um, you'd be asleep and he would, uh, climb underneath the covers and, like, sit at the base of your feet, you know, the whole night, and, uh, you know, he'd just keep you company, and, you know, we, we had no idea why he did it, you know, he, just a normal cat, um, but maybe I did see his ghost, I mean, I, That, that, that's why I want a dog, you know, it's companionship, you know, I, I, I miss my, <laughs> you spend so much time with these cats, like, my two current ones that I love and adore are Bingham and Frankie, like, It's going to be really tough when Bingham or Frankie passes on. Like, uh, it's, uh, I, I, I know it's a normal part of life. It, it's just, uh, it's very, uh, rough. I, I don't know. Um, Okay, here's a weird one. Um, this person was hiking in Gotschedsen in Switzerland when he was a kid along with his parents and several of his relatives. He stopped to eat something along the way and him and his two cousins went exploring for a bit. He found several half-hidden holes the size of basketballs and the holes were completely dark, so they decided to start throwing stuff in to see how deep they were. They actually couldn't hear the noise of the stones falling down, but after throwing stuff inside, they suddenly heard a voice from inside the hole clearly yell stuff in some weird language that they couldn't understand. His cousin starts trying to talk with the thing, and it responded a guttural language that... What? They decide to GTFO. So they all ran and told their parents, and they said it was the Bergeist 
a mountain spirit that protects and lives under the mountains. Uh, this guy lives in Australia, where there are supposedly no big cats living in the wild. Um, once when he was doing a long desert drive with a friend, he saw what looked like was a black panther run out from some bushes way ahead of the car. It kind of looked towards the car, then ran back into the bushes. His friend was napping, and he woke him up, but he didn't wake up in time to see it. I believe that's called a phantom cat cryptid. I don't know. He was convinced that he was either making it up or seeing things. He since found out that other people claimed to have seen the same thing, particularly in West Australia, where he saw it in South Australia, but it's generally considered a myth. Um, so... <laughs> He was on vacation in Minnesota once with his family and his sister and him were out on the dock by a lake. He was 13 and his sister was about 24. She was on the dock texting or something he didn't know. And he was sitting around in a boat pretty close to the shore looking through the water at the fish below. He was a little bored um, dropping things into the lake because he thought it was interesting watch how the fish interacted with items dropped in from above. They would avoid them, but without ever really seeming to notice the objects themselves. They just noticed the impact on the water above them and adjusted accordingly. But this isn't about the fish. Next, he saw this anchor type thing with a rope attached to it and decided to go ahead and drop it in. It's kind of shaped like a really heavy metal plate with a pillar in the center that you tied the rope to. Immediately after he dropped it, he realized the rope wasn't tied to anything on the other end. But then a second later, something weird happened. He heard a weird rushing noise, and the surface of the water became unstable, and he backed up. And suddenly a massive plume of water came out of the water. <laughs> like some kind of freak inverted whirlpool or something. Um, and then they both screamed, and fled in terror until they were back at their house. Um, <laughs> uh, so nobody believed them. Years later, he kind of doubted himself, so without giving his sister any information on the memory of it, he asked his sister what her recollection of the incident was. She remembered it the same way he did, with the exception that she thought she saw him throw the anchor in and says she wasn't looking in his direction when he did that. So she doesn't know how exactly the thing started. Um, <laughs> so he asks, what the heck happened? Did he unwittingly open a gas pocket beneath a lake in Minnesota? Did he wake up some kind of invisible water spout generating fish um okay i don't know uh, okay here's a short one um 
He just heard something. He lived in rural Massachusetts. Um, to anyone who's familiar, that means miles of woodland with spaced out suburban areas in between. He was walking down his grandfather's logging trail, getting ready for his funeral. He's an avid mushroom collector, so he always walks slowly and stares at the ground. Um, so he gets to this cool little white cap mushroom and stops to take a close-up picture of it. That's when he heard it. The best way he can describe it was if someone with a lot of flesh on his knuckles was punching a tree. Now he knows what deer sound like when they stomp to protect their uh, deerlings uh, or are smashing antlers on trees. He's heard bear, fisher cat, meese, moose, whatever. So naturally he looked up and freaked out. It was rhythmic. Thud, thud, thud. It went on for minutes at the same pace. So being the curious person that he was, he let out a whistle that couldn't be mistaken for a bird. And right after his whistle, he heard a low, quick whistle back. And his first thought was, oh, it must be some asshat logger scoping the land past the no trespassing gate. So he yelled out, hello, and pretty much as loudly as he could. Then whatever it was ran away faster than he had ever heard a human being run. And using his experience with deers, dogs, moose, and bear, he assessed that it couldn't be a four-legged creature because he knew what sounded like running. This was much closer to a two-legged creature. What doesn't make sense, however, is that the two-legged creature that ran away from him was faster than any two-legged creature that he had ever heard before. Also, it sounded like it was at a minimum 250 pounds, and the steps were loud and frantic. Uh, so this guy's chalking it up to Bigfoot. I, I don't know. Um, that's a UFO story. Lobster boats. Oh, here's a Bigfoot silhouette. Let's let's do that one. Was on a four-day canoeing trip with friends in a remote part of the southeast United States back when he was a young teen. They were up late, built a bonfire, goofed off. Um, he was sure that they were making a lot of noise. Eventually, the fire died down to coals, and they just sat there around talking when they heard a distant, high-pitched scream. It freaked them out for a little bit, but eventually they forgot about the river and went back to talking, or they forgot about the noise. So a while later, one of his friends pointed to the opposite of, of the bank of the river and said, guys, what is that? They looked and standing there in the trees was a huge silhouette of some figure watching them. It was faint, but it was illuminated by the full moon and it was huge. They just kind of stared at it in shock for a moment before backing away. They went to get a better look, but the thing's eyes shone red with the reflection of their flashlights. They watched it, watching them. Watching me, watching you. And it walked up along an embankment, then walked back and disappeared into the woods. 
And that was more than a decade ago. They said they were all freaked out. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, these are terrible. Um, Oh, these are me. Uh, okay, let's end on a spooky one. Okay, this is from the guy's girlfriend. When she was a child around the age of six, perhaps younger, she used to visit her uncle's house on occasion with her mom and nanny. Each time she was there, she'd go to her uncle's bedroom to look at the, quote, mummy that laid on his bed. That's what she thought she was seeing, an adult woman that seemed to look like they were wrapped up in bandages or some material. Her uncle was the kind that would tease you or wind you up, so she never believed it was real, just something he'd rigged to scare her. Each time she went to his house, she would drag her mom or her nan, is that like aunt, into the room to show them. And frustratingly, each and every time, they would claim not to be able to see a very obvious mummy laid out on the bed. It got to the point one day that after dragging her mom and nan to her uncle's room and then not believing her that they left, they stayed. she stayed to watch the mummy lay on the bed she stayed in the doorway, the furthest she would ever go, with the side of the bed facing her, and glared as angry as a girl could at the woman in the bed. Then it sat up and turned to face her. She froze, and it was a thing started to get off the bed and move towards her that she discovered her legs again and ran. Years later, her nan took her and a friend to her uncle's house, to dog sit while he was away. It just so happened that his bedroom was where they would be having their sleepover. The room had been changed and there was no mummy this time around, but retelling the story was enough to freak them out for the rest of the night, though it didn't stop them from sleeping. Her mom and Nan can recall her asking about the bandaged woman in the bed and other weird things they had seen and experienced as a child, but no one else had experienced the mummy in that house. Ugh. So what did she see? I mean, that definitely started moving or did something. Ugh. That's a creepy story. Um, anyways, this has been your host, Luke. Uh, hope you guys have a good week. Um, at least where I'm at, it's supposed to be warmer. So yeah, hope you guys, uh, have a, yeah, have a good week. Uh, and thanks for listening. Bye.